Hello. Welcome to Lambda Films Radio. My name is Ian Corey, and I am the songwriter in the band Lambda Films. For the last year, I have used this podcast as a way to talk to musicians, artists, writers that cover both music and art to explore why they make the work that they make. Intermittently, I have taken to the podcast to talk about my own thoughts, my own writing. Pretty much a year ago, to this day, I, in fact, issued a sort of long-form improvisatory episode called Collective Need versus Personal Responsibility. And I saw that particular episode as a bit of a turning point, style-wise. Um, it's the first time that I cracked away from the track-by-track guest format and sort of used this podcast to speak freely about my own thoughts. And I'd like to do something similar today, but with a less stressful and frankly, more celebratory tone. That podcast about collective responsibility was essentially an airing of concerns and unformed thoughts about what the arrival of the coronavirus to America's shores would require of us for the foreseeable future. And that us was... A royal us, I suppose. I use that podcast to talk specifically about the larger platforms that were taking action in order to help sustain the music industry. I remember mentioning Spotify in contrast with Bandcamp and focusing particularly on Bandcamp Fridays, which wild that we've been doing that for a year now, huh? Have things changed? Hard to say. The other example, of course, considering that I am who I am, and by this point, anyone who's listened to my blog frequently or heard my appearances on other podcasts or just follows me on Twitter knows that I'm a, an obsessive basketball fan. And I was using that as an interesting lens to talk about. You know, the example I mentioned at that point was Zion Williamson giving up his salary to help the employees of the, the, arena that he plays in while the owners of his team did nothing of the sort. So yes, a year ago faced with the shutdown of live music, the shutdown of the touring industry, the elimination of my own recording dates. I was originally scheduled to go into the studio to start recording these, the next lambda forms 
full-length record in April of 2020. Obviously, that was not medically feasible <laughs> at the time. I wouldn't have been able to make it outside of New York State at the time, if I understand the laws correctly. But maybe my imagination is getting the better of me. In either case, the conflict between doing something that helps those around you and doing something that places the needs of society on your back, the idea of taking personal responsibility for the betterment of those around you, that, that's, that fundamental conflict has, has sort of stuck with me ever since. And I'd like to think that I've used this past year to exercise both my concern for our collective struggle and understand my personal responsibility to impact that struggle, to change that struggle in in one way or another. So today I would like to briefly freestyle in much the same manner but towards a positive conclusion, because I have good news. Because I have good news, you may hear me enjoying myself for some part of this podcast. You're probably going to listen to this in the morning, so have some coffee instead. I've long had an interest in the concept of the remix album. You may remember a article on my newsletter called Lamniform's Cuneiform. You may also remember the audio version of that newsletter called No Final Interpretation, which aired in this very podcast feed. You can go back and listen to that if you'd like. But that came out in August when I was in the middle of working on my own remix album. And for all of the reasons that I discussed in that piece, well, all of those reasons were rattling around in my head because I was trying to come to terms with why I was doing what I was doing at that time. And what I was doing was this. Because my friends could not tour, because we could not play local shows, because the opportunities to record in studios or work professionally as musicians were drastically limited. I felt a moral imperative as someone who was working from home and had steady income and frankly cared about the persistence of the music industry despite the coronavirus. I felt that I had a moral obligation to do something to keep people making music. Now, I don't need to tell you that plenty of people still continue to make music. Those who either had immediate access to studios, those who could perform music in their bedrooms, what have you, people continued to play music. But, You know, I play drums. I can't do that. (laughs) I live in New York City. I cannot just set up a drum set in the middle of my apartment and get to work and start posting TikTok. That's just not feasible for me. But what I can do is I can email people a lot. And that is what I have spent the last year doing. 
I've long had an interest in remix albums. I've said this before and I will say it again. I grew up in the 90s and 2000s when they were particularly popular. Bands like Nine Inch Nails, Linkin Park, Isis, the band. All these bands had huge, huge psychological uh, power (laughs) over me in my formative years. And all of those bands put out remix records. And what I loved about listening to those albums is not only was it a way to hear songs that I already knew transformed, uh, twisted into new shapes, which is obviously exciting in its own right. It also introduced me to this wide swath of other artists and other styles and other scenes and other cultures. You know, it's one thing to be growing up as a kid listening to new metal and to accept rap on rock's terms. It's another thing to listen to reanimation and to hear Charlie Tuna and Pharaoh Monch and, you know, the executioners, all of this, you know, real hip hop black thought shows up on that record. Um, and to suddenly be introduced to this wide world of hip hop music through reanimation and not on rock's terms, but rather the opposite. You're meeting rock on hip hop's terms. Same thing with Nine Inch Nails, finally exploring the world of ambient music and electronic music and the OG industrial artists or what have you, all of this other stuff that spirals out from all of the various uh, spirals, uh, further down the spiral, so to say. Um, It's door opening. Same thing with the Isis Oceanic remix records, like learning about Dalek, uh, hearing the Mike Patton remix, Tim Hecker. That was easily the first time I ever heard of Tim Hecker or Venetian Snares or what have you. You know, it's it suddenly it creates all these openings for someone who is a fan of one artist to discover a multitude of artists and do so in a way that there's already the shared understanding because you're hearing this artist tackling material that you're already familiar with. And so now that I have a body of work such as it is and faced with the impossibility of making new music and adding to that catalog, the solution to all of these problems, my friends being out of work, having no creative outlet of my own, my friends having no income, me having some income. The solution of a remix album became extremely appealing. So over the last year, I have spoken to a collection of six of my friends. And I sent them the stems to my last full-length record, Sisyphean. And they decided to help me out and to remix those songs into brand new compositions. The ensuing collection is an album called You Can't Do This Alone. Textually speaking, that title comes from the song Measured in Rings from my 2019 album Sisyphean, from which all of these remixes are derived. It's a lyric in the second verse And in the context of that song, it's about pushing the rock up the hill, the classic Sisyphean image. 
Now, Sisyphus in Greek mythology, of course, was damned to push the rock up the hill alone. But if we treat his struggle as a universal one, as part of, in the Camus sense, the state of the absurd man, then we have to acknowledge that if we're all pushing the rock up the hill, then we're all doing it together. And so, no, you cannot do this alone. You are always doing it with those who you push with. And of course, this record could not exist without me reaching out to these other collaborators, many of which will be familiar to you if you are a frequent listener to Lambda Forms Radio. In fact, only one of them has not appeared on Lambda Forms Radio to date. This is semi-intentional, I would say. The people that I would like to have on this podcast are people that I consider to exist in a creative community that I'm a part of. Sometimes I extend out of that, for sure. Certainly, I've had people that I'm not particularly close with on this podcast. But there are some that I have on because they're people that I work with frequently. And that's the case with the remixers on this record as well. You Can't Do This Alone comes out on April 9th. It's eight tracks in total, two of which are my own remixes, which actually, if you've been listening to this podcast, you should be familiar with some of those remixes already. The other six remixes are with collaborations with these various artists that I've pulled into the project. In order of appearance, Fabio Brienza of the band Varaha, a very powerful melodic doom metal band from Chicago, Illinois. Fascinating story. Fascinating album. Fascinating career so far. I brought Fabio in to do a trip-hop remix of the song I Have Been a Flame from Sisyphean. Andrew Napier, a.k.a. Numina, who has been on this podcast, and from this point on, all of the guests will have been on the podcast, took the song Deep Despair in Covington, Kentucky, and changed it into a morphing, ambient soundscape, sort of lo-fi meets downbeat, down-tempo kind of vibe. It's an incredible listen, and if you stick with me to the very end, you'll be able to hear it. St. Thrilla, one of my oldest friends, Joseph Hurtado, a hip-hop producer, transformed hypothermia into something that I always kind of wished it was, <laughs> to be entirely honest. You know, in the original form, it's this doom metal meets black metal, just grinding, depressive nightmare. But he discovered the core, the, the real thing that's going on in that song, which is that I kind of secretly just wanted to be The weekend, <laughs> And he nailed it. Frank Meadows, who plays bass in the live version of Lamniforms, back when live versions of Lamniforms could exist, took the same song, Hypothermia, and made something truly abstract and poetic out of it that I, I, I kind of struggle to describe. It kind of needs to just be heard and experienced to understand. Adam Holmes, the composer and percussionist that I've had on Lamniforms Radio and who also plays drums for the live versions of Lamniforms, took Diminisher and 
ran it through his very selective and creative algorithmic process and came up with something that is, uh, it, it, it like hurts in a very interesting way to listen to it. It feels unsettled and unsolved and irrational. It reveals this kind of hidden architecture to the song just by displacing it and putting it into a new order. It's, it's really beautiful. You kind of have to hear it. And Zayn Alam of Humesha, who I drum for and who has also been on the podcast turned the final song on the record measured in rings Oh man, it's so beautiful. It's it's like sixty five days of static. It's 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 this in, like kaleidoscopic view of the song, where you can tell the chord progression is happening, but the way that he's articulating it is scattershot and choppy. And ooh, it's just it's so vibey. I <laughs> you just really need to hear this album to believe it. But yeah, as what I'm trying to express is that this album soul serves two functions. It, it serves an artistic function of putting the Sisyphean material to rest. Since I never got to play any shows with this particular version of the live band to perform the Sisyphean material before moving on to the next stuff. This is it. This is kind of me saying like, okay, this phase of my life is done. On the other hand, it's also a way of, putting this material in the hands of my audience instead and saying that this interpretation of the material concludes the story. It's not about what I do to it. It's what you do to it. It's what the artistic world beyond myself does to it because it doesn't exist until it hits someone's ears before it reaches someone's ears. It's just sound. It's just vibrations in air. But when those vibrations are processed by the eardrums inside of your skull, that's when it becomes music. And that's when it starts to take on meaning and have association. And so even the act of making music comes back to that same title. You can't do this alone. It is not music until it has transformed through air from source to sight to hit your eardrums and become the sounds that you perceive it as. And so to me, this, this remix record is, it's not just some filler on the way to the next album. And it's not just some stopgap measure. It to me is like an explication of the point of making music, which is this communication between creator and audience and a dissolution of disillusionment, the dissolving of that wall. You are also the creator of this music. When you hear it, when you interpret it, when you recontextualize and recreate it and reinterpret it and all of that juice that you give into it, that's when it comes alive. That's when it becomes a conversation. And so today I don't have a guest for a few reasons, some of which is scheduling, some of which is because I want, I wanted to save up some time to talk to you about something new and exciting on my own end, because ultimately the purpose of this podcast, as much as I love talking to my fellow musicians and love talking to the artistic world at large is to keep my name in your memory and to build up this podcast 
reciprocal conversation so that when I have something to say musically, you are here to hear it. So again, you can't do this alone comes out on my Bandcamp, lamniforms.bandcamp.com on the 9th of April. You can pre-order it right now. And if you don't quite yet believe that you should do that, I have something today that maybe will change your mind. Here is, in its entirety, the first single from my remix album. Deep Despair in Covington, Kentucky, as interpreted by my good friend, Andrew Napier, a.k.a. Newman. Until next time. Thank you.